What makes a great solar business? How can you learn from the past and prepare for the future so your solar business thrives? We set out to answer these questions and more. My name is Nigel Morris and I'm the Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. Welcome to Great Solar Business, proudly brought to you by Solar Juice. Well, hello, solar friends, and welcome back to another episode of Great Solar Business. This week, we explore yet more secrets of how to build a great solar business. And to answer that question, I spoke to a bunch of solar business owners over the last week or so and asked them the question, how are you preparing for the future? I recently visited uh, Adelaide, uh, had a lovely little fireside chat and uh, sponsored a little event actually with Solar Juice and SunGrow. And while I was there, I cornered every solar person I could and asked them three core questions about what they saw coming, what the issues were that they were going to have to face with their solar business. And I also got to chat with a solar pioneer from Adelaide uh, by the name of Troy Ryan, owner of The Solar Depot. Troy, we met decades ago, if I remember correctly, for the first time when you were assembling solar streetlights in a factory in the boondocks of Adelaide, and now you own a very successful solar business. Welcome to Great Solar Business, mate. Yeah, thanks, Nigel. Nice to be on this side. Yeah, I think it was um, definitely more than 20 years ago. must be heading for 30, surely. Yeah, something like that, something like that. So, mate, a lot of uh, water under the bridge since I saw you uh, assembling streetlights in Adelaide and you've built a, a number, in fact, of very successful solar businesses. Give us the short version of your journey in solar. Uh, okay. I reckon it was about 1991 I helped an old friend of mine climb wind turbine towers for the first time, fixing standalone power systems up in the back of the Adelaide Hills and then that sort of tinkered along for a while. And then in 1999, I heard about this amazing idea that you're going to be able to connect solar panels into the grid. And I thought, this is fantastic. So I got involved <laughs> in that. And uh, I thought, yeah, there's a business in this. So I thought instead of being an electrical contractor doing the odd solar job, I'd be a solar business. So I registered a name called Solar Shop and uh, opened the doors, started doing grid-connected solar. I reckon I did the fourth one in South Australia. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it is. <laughs> and then, then Solar Shop fell out of my hands in 2003, and I started up really the one that I've got now has become Solar Depot. It's called Adelaide Hills Solar for a while, so I'd go hide in the hills and keep my low profile I enjoy. But, uh, yeah, so I'm still here 18 years later, same business. Wow, wow. And you've got a couple of, you, you've, over the years, you've acquired a couple of businesses as well, or a business, and so you've got, you've got multiple locations for your business as well, right? Yeah, well, Bellingen's sort of your fault, but um, <laughs> the, uh, I never would have known it was for sale. But, yeah, I, we sort of bumped into Bellingen Solar on the way. You know, we had to go regional South Australia, a little bit in Victoria and one thing and another, and then this Bellingen Solar business came up and it was just the right sort of thing for us. It's sort of uh, grown. It's about five times the size it was in 2012. And and I think actually now the business has sort of flipped. Coffs Harbour is, is now sort of our head office in South Australia as a satellite. Wow. So uh, it's uh, this has been a really good journey, the New South Wales part. Wow. 
Wow. Oh, fantastic, mate. So you've you've ridden the ups and downs of the solar coaster for all those years. You've managed to survive. So um, let's let's explore some questions about you know not only well we sort of know what you've done now, but let's you know you're a good strategic thinker. You and I have some really fascinating chats from time to time. You you've got some really interesting opinions on you know what makes a solar business and how to grow it and how to survive and all those things. So think ahead a year or two, Put, project forward for the next year or two and answer this first question for me. What technology or market changes do you expect are going to most affect your business in the next year or two? I think the, you know, technology-wise, I think the actual physical tech's kind of the issue. The tech's, uh, you know, really sorted in a way there'll always be new things and better things but what we've got is good enough i think the issue is how it's integrated so extending what tech we've got out into the retail market and um, and demand management so that we can actually use solar and battery systems you know to to create a, a decent result for people at the moment it- they I was going to say, do you and, and having a business in in located in two different states, do you see different technological drivers or different market drivers that 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 mean that you have to target those businesses differently? Yes, yeah, funny, you know, it's one of the catch cries of my businesses. They always say, "Oh, it's different up here in New South Wales." <laughs> and after having just spent seven weeks in New South Wales, I say, "Yeah, it's different, but it's largely the same." You know, everybody really wants the same thing. They want to pay less for power. They want renewable energy. They want to be part of the solar transition. It's all largely the same thing. But I think that um, as people see batteries as part of the solution now, it, it's it's the it's the same again. It's similar but different. Really, the the key drivers is people want to use their own energy and and. Uh, uh, you know, one way or another, cost effectively, uh, you know, be energy independent. Yeah, I hear you. It's more of an economic decision, but you know, it's a, it effectively is the same result. Yeah, and you you do a lot of commercial as well as residential, so you're both you're across both markets, right? Yeah, South Australia is pretty much you know it's ninety five percent commercial, but there's still a lot of residential in New South Wales. There's a lot more interest here. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, so I've just spent the last seven weeks or so. Um, you know, really at the coalface in the New South Wales market because we found ourselves a bit short of a sales force. So I've actually learned quite a lot about my own business and, and the market and, uh, you know, particularly this residential market. And I think the whole is we can't quite offer a good retail, you know, uh, uh, electricity package. You know, we're not a retailer. We mm-hmm. don't have a strong relationship with the retailer. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a product that does energy management, you know, demand management well in the house. So we can't quite complete the job. Mm. Well, that that's a beautiful segue into the second question that I have, which is what do you think customers will demand from you in the next year or two? What are the things that you're going to have to find a way to deliver? Oh, customers, you know, like the number one thing that we we I don't know whether we talk about it enough, is customers want everything cheaper. So <laughs> And you know, fair enough. Is it not is it not cheap enough already? We're we're the we're the lowest cost market in the world. Your system will pay for itself in two or three years. Surely price isn't uh surely price isn't the number one issue, is it? Just excuse me while I go out the back and hang myself. 
Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> I know. You know, that's what I realised. This market, we've just destroyed ourselves in this country with price. There's no margin left in residential solar. We're constantly under price pressure, even though, you know, we are, well, we're not the cheapest by any means. We're often the dearest quote people get, but the price pressure is just immense. There's these huge variations. There's people out there working for nothing. Good on them, you know, it's business, that's life, but it just leaves so little for, you know, and certainly there's no way you can do a compliant quality job with people paid an award wage for the prices out there being offered. That's a real pity. So people want everything cheaper, so number one, and it doesn't matter how cheap it is, they want it cheaper. So that driver will, will wow. always go on, and that's, you know, I think Australians are bargain hunters. You know, the US and European market doesn't suffer from this, so uh, I'm not too familiar with other markets, but, yeah, so anyway, that's, yep. that is an eternal frustration to me. You know, I'm a technical person. I come from a technical background. I used to sell these things for... $13 a watt with a 32-year payback. And uh, <laughs> and now, you know, that we're talking less than three years to pay for the things and people say it's not cheap enough. I can get it for less. Yeah. So uh, wow. that's the number one thing customers want. And I think the next thing, you know, and I think that we're sort of bifurcating into two types of customer. We want the customer that wants as cheap as they can get. And from my yep. point of view, you know, Solar Depot is not their provider. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. probably most people listening to this podcast are not their provider. Uh, mm -hmm. So that leaves the sophisticated customer who wants the sophisticated solution. They want energy neutrality and they want management and they want, you know, they, they want to know they're doing everything they can. So that's where that more complex solution comes in. So yep. we, you know, yep. we see the, you know, three or four years ago when battery systems started to get a bit better, they were still rubbish. And uh, we kept saying, well, these will get good enough. You know, they'll get good enough. Well, now they're good enough. You know, you buy a cheap one and mm -hmm. they work really well. So we can stick mm -hmm. one of those in somebody's house or we can put a highly sophisticated system in. You know, the Peronius Gen 24 is a reasonable part of our uh, catalogue at the moment. And, and, you know, they all work very well, but they still don't do those two things on the edge. They still don't manage demand and they still don't manage incoming electricity. Uh, prices or uh, you know uh, uh, when it when it arrives so i'm waiting for that because that's what those customers want yeah interesting because a lot of the a lot of your um colleagues from adelaide or peers i should say from from adelaide who i interviewed almost without exception they all talked about batteries they talked about electric vehicles and they talked about um, you know, the remote control, the relevant agent stuff that we're seeing emerge down in South Australia as being um, not necessarily, well, certainly batteries and EVs are things that customers would demand. And, and of course, they're going to be forced to deal with relevant agent and smart grid control. But they all talked about the sophistication stuff and how we're not quite there yet. So so you see that as well. But it's it's interesting to to hear you split that market. Let's let's move on to the last question. And, and again, these are the same types of questions that I asked um Ask your peers down in Adelaide, so we'll hear from them in a moment. Um, let's talk about your business. What do you think will be the key to solar business success in the next year or two? What's going what's to help you survive these ups and downs and what's going to differentiate you and keep you uh, chugging on for another 18 years? God forbid. <laughs> uh, costs, I think. 
it's all about costs because as much as we're not a technology developer, so yeah, we'll stay across the tech and we'll make decisions about the best tech to provide people and what to support. But, you know, to be viable in the market, we've got to keep our costs down. Most of our Adelaide market is, you know, 30 to 200 kilowatt systems and it's a dollars per watt game. So we need, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not into uh, using contractors to install because I think that effectively it's a way of undermining the award system. I don't see how contractors on those lower rates are earning anything like a fair wage. Mm-hmm. So we have to be super efficient with quoting, admin and install. We've got to be able to do, you know, consistent, repeatable work at a good quality and a good price. So I think so business pro- you're talking about business process and business cost here, operational efficiency, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Really boring stuff, but it, <laughs> uh, it makes a difference. You know, it really does make a difference. So the um, people are expensive and, uh, you know, we've got to use their time wisely. So what's your biggest challenge when it comes to operational efficiency and these processes? What's the thing that aggravates you the most that you want to change in the next year or two? Oh, uh, just everything. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, just the whole lot. Uh, I'll take it all, thanks. Yeah. You know, I still think there's a couple of people, you know, well-known people that have had a decent crack at a, a, a you know, like a decent business management system, an ERP that does solar design. Yep. I don't think there's one there yet, and I think one of the problems is that if there is one there yet, everyone will get it, so it won't actually be anything particularly unique. And... Uh, but so we still use our own, largely our own management system. Wow. Uh, you know, which is a little bit cobbled together. So yeah. I think there's an opportunity really for a, you know, some more efficiency there that takes a job from quote to worn out, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think a lot of people sort of finish at install, but. You know, one of the weaknesses of the solar business is all these bloody unique customers. You know, we never get to sell anyone something again. We can be really good at something. and No one knows how good we are until after the thing's been in for two or three years and we've given them after-sales service. And we've already got their money then. They don't need another one. So, uh, you know, we need to find some repeat business. And I think as particularly South Australia, where the market's so mature, and there's so much solar penetration, you know, there really is a business now for maintenance and, uh, you know, managing all these systems. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be really efficient operationally to do that. You, you know, compared to installs, you have to be even better. That's true, you know, isn't because, it? Because, uh, yeah, labour is such an important component when you've not got a sale margin. You're only working with labour. You have to be really good at it. So, Fascinating. Yeah, that's, where I, that's where I think we're heading. We're heading for improving our operational efficiency forever always yeah it's never ending isn't it there's always there's always a challenge there's always a new regulation or a new rule or a new piece of documentation or a new technology that you've got to manage through the design install and then post-sale service story and then of course as you say there's uh there's the post-sale you know how do we generate referrals how do we do an o do o and m effectively all those kinds of things mate this this is this is a, an awesome opportunity for us to um, hear from our 
uh, our peers down in Adelaide who I interviewed. Um, stay with me. But before we jump to these interviews, there's always something um, to learn, that's for sure. But let's take a moment to hear a message from our sponsors. Solarjuice is Australia's leading solid distributor, providing complete residential and commercial rooftop solar component solutions. Solarjuice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money, like their panel brands REC, Hyundai, Trina and Longy, their inverters SMA, Fronius and SunGrow, along with the Tesla Powerwall battery. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solarjuice help you become a great solar business. Fantastic to have the support of Solar Juice in Great Solar Business. Thanks, fellas. Really appreciate your support. All right. Now, uh, as I mentioned uh, when I was chatting with Troy, we also spoke with a bunch of solar business owners down in Adelaide. I asked them the same three questions that I asked Troy. Let's hear what they had to say. So tell me your name and your solar business. My name's uh, Jared Turner. Uh, my business is Generate Energy in South Australia. Good on you, Jared. Um, so tell me. Looking ahead one or two years, uh, what technology do you think is the key to business success for you? Key to business success technology, that's a hard one to string on me, but definitely... What's what's coming up at you all the time, you know? Well, well, definitely system maintenance, system failures, so anything that can monitor um, that... Yeah, anything that can monitor that or uh, notify us with the notifications that there's going to be issues is definitely going to be a, a future industry to explore. <laughs> oh, you get a T-shirt to take home, Jared. Good answer. Second question, <laughs> what do you think customers will demand in the next one to two years? What are they really looking for and what are they going to ask for more? Probably with the reduction of feed-in tariffs, I definitely see an increase in yeah, battery People ask me for batteries and battery storage as well with the new um, time of use tariffs that we're seeing over here in SA. That's definitely going to be another incentive to, to get batteries. So yeah. in regards to that question, that's... Uh, batteries. Batteries. That's fair enough. And, and last question, um, what do you think is the key to your business success in the next one to two years? I would say yeah, customer service and aftercare support. Um, that always... Um, breeds uh, reputation and uh, you know servicing and leads and and all that in the future so yeah that's a that's a fine answer that's a fine answer thanks mate thanks for joining us no worries so I'm here with another uh, victim Uh, tell me your name and the name of your company Mark Moody from SolarWorks Mark thanks for joining us tonight looking ahead one to two years what is the technology that you think is going to be s- critical for um, business success? To sell microinverters. Oh, my- microinverters, that's the key for you. Absolutely, 80% of our business now. If you look in the United States, 81% of all systems that are optimised, solar edge and end phase. Yeah. California is going to make conventional SMA, Fronius and all the rest of it legal by the end of the year. And the overwhelming trend in the United States is get rid of string inverters. Woo, I love it. A little bit of controversy there, that's what we want. All right, question number two. What do you think, put yourself in the shoes of a customer, next one to two years, what are customers going to demand of you? What are they going to demand in the next one to two years? 
larger systems and the conventional 6.6 we've already noticed a trend of 10s always as now um, battery compatibility but you know AC coupled batteries really deal with that issue I suppose they're really hungry to actually have batteries so they want price reductions from us which of course depend on suppliers but I've already found one source an Australian company that can actually do that so I think Tesla's on the way out and people are going to want us to start installing a lot more car chargers and the other thing that I've noticed recently and it's not possible yet though the Nissan Leaf allows it to happen is they want their car their electric car to actually be their battery oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Vehicle to grid, vehicle to grid, vehicle I love it, bring it on. Uh, <laughs> last question, what's the key to your business success in the next one to two years? Well, obviously to uh, not raise to the bottom in any way, to have an accept a acceptable and proper margin, and to not waste money, frankly, on staff. <laughs> in other words, you have to be highly efficient nowadays, yep. You want to minimize, although I believe in obviously in employment, but you want to minimize all those redundant roles. No one's sitting around on you know Facebook for half the day, that sort of thing, (laughs) on full wage. Um, Use IT really well, we do, and I'm sure others do too, and have excellent installers who are up with the, actually up with the procedures, and abide by them. Our major problem, and I love my installers, is that. They're essentially used to being tradies as opposed to being a part of a machine. They'll probably hate me saying that, but... (laughs) We love installers. We love installers. (laughs) We do. (laughs) I'm just talking about mine. But they're a challenge. I get it. I get it. Mark, thank you so much. That's all right. So, tell me your name and the name of your solar business. So, I'm Sam Tester from Testar Energy Solutions and Aidan Riley from Testar Energy Solutions. Okay, so two from Testar Energy Solutions, a double header. I love it. So first question, uh, thinking ahead one to two years, what do you think the biggest technological issue is that you're going to have to grapple with? What's the technology issue that's confronting your business? Uh, I would say probably the the export limit side of things and... um uh, dealing with you know volt rise and stuff like that on the uh, grid side of things, and finding a solution that one doesn't limit customers from export, and um, maybe some solutions around battery storage and time of use and that sort of thing. So I think that's what des- definitely in South Australia, that's what we're seeing at the moment. Yep. Um, there's a lot of stuff being sort of thrown around media and that sort of thing around uh, yeah dynamic export, grid export, all that sort of stuff. Sounds like you need an awesome API solution with a leading invertebrate. Um, okay, number question number two. What do you think customers are going, again, thinking in the next one to two years, what are customers going to demand? What are they going to insist on in the next one to two years? Yeah, I think a customer's demands is going to be uh, batteries. Uh, it's going to need to be with, uh, with again, your, your reports on TV about, uh, about export limit charges and feed-in tariffs dropping. Um, Batteries are already a big thing, but I think over the next two years, batteries are going to be a massive thing. It's going to be, yeah, you either need a battery or there's no point having it. Wow, I like it. I like it. Get get a battery or, or, or go home. Get a vehicle that you can park at home, charge all day, and then 
drive it around, then use it to charge your house or power your house during the night. Uh, vehicle to grid. We've heard that one earlier on tonight as well. All right, last one. Uh, now thinking about your business, next one to two years, what's the key to the success of your solar business in the next one to two years? Continuing to be what we are, I guess. Uh, we're very honest and, uh, and give customers what they want and what they need. Um, and again, batteries. <laughs> Giving customers batteries and making sure that the ROI is there and, and uh, the, the usage for the battery is actually working. Probably, probably following that, just the, for our, our, our key sort of um, dynamic in our business is trust, building trust with the customer and actually promising what, deliver what we promise. Um, so I think moving forward, that's probably the main, the main thing to, you know, referral, word of mouth is massive for us. So actually doing what we say we're going to do is, is key. Beautiful. Thanks, fellas. Beautiful. No worries at all. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you go. Um, fascinating insights from um, a really interesting and diverse range of solar businesses, um, small, large, new old we've got the mix there and really really interesting to hear those same themes coming through over and over again about what it takes to build a great solar business uh troy um i really appreciate you joining us today just before we go i have one one question one remaining question for you and you can be as controversial as you like here what is the one thing that you um, think is going to be the most critical for the solar industry um, that has to change, needs to change um, over the next year or two to to keep solar, you know, growing and 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 allow businesses to do what they're going to do. What's the one thing that that springs to the front of mind that you really would like to see different? Well, I mean, the obvious one, I think, is some sort of government policy that will get us access to the network. And, I, you know, I think that things like the uh, relevant authority, you know, changes in South Australia and, uh, you know, is it, all a good thing. And I think, you know, it's, you know, I'm sort of perhaps against the tide a little bit. You know, we can't have a 100% solar-powered grid where you can't control the energy source. And the same with the... The alleged solar tax, sorry, solar citizens. I mean, what a, a lot of crap that is. Of course, we've got to pay to be on the network. We're a provider, so uh, I think that we need to have a decent, you know, decent setup where we can get ready for 100% solar grid. South Australia is a long way down the track, and we're seeing those barriers now. Of course, secondarily, you know, and I love that, you know, we really need to get the the dickheads out of the industry as well because you know i think we're doing that's where regulation is good no dickhead regulation yeah no dickhead regulation (laughs) so uh you know because there still are plenty but yeah you know that's the great thing about being one of the old boys in the industry i get to say oh it was so good back in the old days it's all so (laughs) crap now you folks don't know how good you've got it um in equal measure, you know, I can contradict myself. So, um, uh, yeah, but, you know, coming from a technical background and seeing what's now a marketing business, mm. I, I sort of, I'm a bit of a fish out of water. So, you know, that, uh, the dickheads in, uh, side of it concerns me, but I actually think it's the, it's the access to the grid that's the main issue. And that's where South Australia is leading the world. Yep. It's true. South Australia is really the canary in the global solar coal mine, if you like. And uh, I, I must admit, as painful as it's been, um, it's a great 
um, it's a great leap into the uh, into grid 3.0, if you like, which is where we need to be to get that higher penetration. Troy, it's been uh, wonderful to catch up with you as always. Thanks so much for joining us on Solar, a great solar business. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's nice to be on this side for a change. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Yeah. Well, friends, that's a wrap. My name is Nigel Morris. I'm Head of Business Development at Solar Analytics. I hope you picked up some tips on how to build a great solar business and look forward to speaking to you again. Great Solar Business was brought to you by Solar Juice, Australia's leading solar distributor. Solar Juice aligns themselves with brands that share their values of service, support, quality and value for money. Check out solarjuice.com.au and let Solar Juice help you become a great solar business. Solar Juice.